All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This is the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your host, Mike, along with Chuck here. Hey. hey. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, leading up to the new season of For All Mankind and and how excited we are for that. But uh, how's it going, Chuck? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I got some pretty good news to share with everybody. Got engaged over the weekend to my lovely girlfriend, Jackie. So it's going to be a wedding coming up in September. Going to need some people to be at it. <laughs> Congratulations. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, we were down in Galveston and we spent the day down there. Got some really good seafood on the on the on the channel and then went down to walk by the beach and popped a question. So wow. super exciting and had a good time. That's great, man. Congrats. They're happy Thanks. for you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's, there's going to be a lot of planning and everything. And fortunately, she's good at that. I'm not so much good at that. So yeah. she'll be able to take the lead on it. But yeah, that's a quick wedding. It's in September. So yeah, quick turnaround, like four months. We already have the venue. So yeah, we're we just got to lock in the other stuff. Wow. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, I look forward to attending. Um, I think that'll put my number of weddings i've i will be attending this year to three if i get invited um which and if you add up the last 20 years i've probably been to three weddings total so um (laughs) going to a wedding in california this weekend and uh cousins getting married in october in new jersey and then we'll have the local one in september here so awesome um Covering the country yeah, with, uh, I, with weddings. I think, yeah, in all of my 32 years of being alive, I think I've been to all of maybe four or five weddings. Like, yeah. <laughs> just not that many I've gone to. Yeah, so. But, yeah, um, I don't nice. know about you, man. Yeah, go ahead. The seafood place, Red Lobster? No, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I love a good Red Lobster. It was, um, oh, my gosh, it was right. It was near the the cruise ship dock um, in Galveston. Oh yeah, the name yeah. Of it. Uh, Katie's Seafood House, Katie's Seafood Market, something like that. Yeah, yeah, nice. it was really good. Yeah, so get some fresh off the boat seafood. Yeah, it's cool because the company has like their own ships that you know fishing ships that yeah. go out and bring in and they sell in the market and then right next door they have like a restaurant. So yeah, Katie's nice. Seafood House been there for twenty plus years. Yeah, it was really good. Sweet. Now I know, um, joked a little bit about red lobster, but their cheddar bay biscuits are, are pretty, pretty dope. Phenomenal. I think that's like the only reason people go to red lobster. Yeah. Have you ever bought them at, uh, the grocery store and made them? I have seen them, but I've never bought them before. Amazing. Uh, I've literally bought them in some of the darkest times, uh, in my life when I'm eating a bunch and, (laughs) And I made like a box, which makes 12 and I've eaten like all 12 in a day. (laughs) They're amazing. Like one of the most amazing food. I don't even know if it's food, but whatever it is, it's, it's pretty, pretty great. It's just all starch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So once my diet's over, I think I'm going to go buy a box of those and a bag of tortilla chips and oh, make yeah. pizza dip and just eat pizza dip and red lobster cheddar bay biscuits oh yeah i want to be invited to that party it's yeah. gonna be a party of two i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a all-day podcast marathon and just <laughs> yeah. eat uh eat that 
we do six uh, hours in pizza dip. <laughs> we do we do a uh, we do a complete like series rewatch of Game of Thrones or something <laughs> like, like like all seven seasons, and we just eat until we explode. Yeah, just nothing but carbs and starches. Maybe throw some baked potatoes in there. Be a new Red Robin wedding. Yeah. <laughs> All 25 seasons of South Park or whatever. Yeah. God, I love that show. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, congrats again. And, um, you know, it's probably a good weekend down in Galveston. I think the, wasn't the water bluish green this weekend? Yeah, it was actually pretty nice. The water was looking pretty good. There wasn't a lot of, you know, seaweed and, and stuff yeah. built up on the beach. And I don't think there was hardly a cloud in the sky. It was an amazing weekend to be out there. And it was yeah. it was packed, but, you know, it's summertime, so not surprising. But managed yeah. to find a nice secluded spot. And it was it was really good. Yeah, it was, it was a good day to be down on the island. Nice. But you're well, going good. to California for just the weekend. You're going to a wedding. Yeah, I fly out. Um I'll be in California when this drops on Friday. I fly out nice. Thursday night and um we'll be in Dana Point, um San the Salmon of Capistrano, Ooh, <laughs> San <yeah>. Juan, <laughs> San Juan Capistrano, Capistrano Beach, San Clemente, that little area of SoCal, you know, south yep. of LA. LA. Um but yeah, so wedding. Just gonna there. tell people you're at a Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, I could probably see Catalina from <laughs> from the beach. So yeah. I fly back Monday Monday evening. I think I get in. So nice. Um, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's busy now. Yeah. But so it'll it'll be. I'm still working my normal job on Friday in California because like half of my team is off. So yeah, um, not looking forward to that, but we'll see. At least I can work LA time uh, <laughs> or East coast time in LA. In so LA yeah. I'll be, I'm working half a day. I'll be done at like nine or 10 o'clock local time. So I can still participate and do, do things. So, Oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, any big plans this weekend? You can't top last weekend. Yeah, can't top last weekend. No, probably just going to be trying to catch up on TV shows. I think you've gotten pretty far ahead of me in certain shows like Under the Banner of Heaven and stuff like that. But um, no, nothing nothing crazy playing. Going to see Top Gun tonight, uh, the new Top oh, Gun nice. movie in IMAX, and I can't wait. We made Jackie watch the original for the first time last night, and it's, you know, it's an old movie, but I love it, and so I can't <laughs> wait to see the new one. <laughs> Yeah, I heard like, I mean, the first one, the beach volleyball scene. Oh, yeah. Now I hear there's a beach football scene where they play it with two footballs. <laughs> so I I want to just see it for that monstrosity. But yeah, I don't know if I'll go. I, I actually, speaking of movies that are coming out, Jurassic Park uh, Dominion oh, is yeah. coming out Friday. And it's got everybody in it from like every Jurassic Park, like Dr. Grant, Sam Neill and Laura Dern and um, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt and 
It's like a crossover. But That'll be nice. Yeah, so big Jurassic Park fan, a big fan of dinosaurs in space. <laughs> so it's like kind of fits with the theme of uh today's show with for yeah. all mankind and alternate alternate alternative history shows. So um but yeah, as Mike touched on in the beginning, both of us were big fans of For All For All Mankind, which is a show on Apple TV. There's been two seasons so far. Um, I really like both. I think there was some a lot. I think the first season is one of the, it's actually a show where people like the second season better than the first, which I mm-hmm. don't think you find that very much. But I think most people that stuck through the first season um, really fell in love with it during the second. I, I like both. But yeah, as I'm rewatching right now, the first season drags a little bit with home life stuff yeah. that maybe yeah. um, takes away from some of the main points of the show. Like there's some extended character building, which if it's going to be a long running show, it, it makes sense to do that with the, the, the families and stuff of the astronauts. And right. but. I think it's just um, so that comes out Friday when the, this podcast will be out. So we're not talking about it yet or spoilers, just, um, you know, just looking forward to to that and to watching that. So I've been rewatching it this week and I'm just now into season two. So uh, but just a little background, it's if you really like space and alternative history it's starts off in season one where you know it's showing a moon landing and you're thinking it's uh gonna be the u.s landing you know stepping out onto the surface of the moon and it's uh it's the soviet union mm-hmm. and so it's like what if the soviets were first and the space race and then you know throughout the first season they kind of are beating Americans to everything in, in space. So as we know, that's not what happened, you know, in the space program. Um, but it's kind of a neat way to look and see how we, you know, the U S Oh, at least how they tell in here, how they would react. You know, it's a funny thing with like Ted Kennedy becomes president after Nixon in the show. (laughs) And yeah. um, it's it's just an interesting look. And second season, there's a lot of that kind of stuff as well. But yeah. uh, what's your thoughts on it? No, I love it. I, I love alternate history, alternative history, you know, concepts, books, TV shows, movies. And you know, this is one of them where <laughs> the Soviets right beat us to the moon. And then I think Ted Kennedy manages to become president because something happened and Chappaquiddick never happened. Yeah. So like, he never had that like stain on his career. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's interesting how they 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 talk about how he's caught having an affair with Mary Jo Kopechny, but it just like they were down in Florida, you know, yeah. together at a, they were you know she lives, she doesn't die and <laughs> driven off a bridge or whatever, right? But 
yeah, they touch on it's like, oh, he's caught having an affair, and it kind of distracts from other things going on in the show. But he's doing things to distract from that. But he's, it's like that happens when he's president, but she's not dead. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just these little tweaks, right? That right. make it like, oh, that, I wonder how it would be different, you know? Yeah. yeah it's like, what would have happened? Yeah. Cause it's, I find it so interesting because, you know, a, a lot of theories around it, had they beat us to the moon, would we have gone bankrupt like the Soviet Union did? Right. And so they're kind of telling the story in if we're able to if both are able to keep up and, you know, financially in this space race and right in the first season, it's everybody to the moon. And then the second season is about expanding the footprint on the moon. And I think it goes into like uh, drilling or like mining for resources. And I think they're trying to find water for sustainability. And it's the cool thing about the show, right, is that they want to jump 10 years every yeah. season and the first season right is 69 to 70 whatever and then the second season is in the 80s so it's like totally different you know haircuts and looks and yeah right different president and all this stuff and so really interesting to see how they do season three i'm so hyped because they're on mars now and yeah they're good like like you said they're you know the first season is is the moon and then they're setting up base camps and second season expanding on that and establishing resources so they can basically refuel on the way to Mars and exploring other parts of space. Right. So, I mean, we have, you know, we, we've been to the moon, we've orbited the moon, but we have no, nobody has like a base or there's no one, there's no outposts on the moon or, yeah. you know, and you can get into, is that something, you know, a space force thing? Cause there becomes a military aspect of it in the show um, in the second season where there's like a shootout on the moon, you know, I mean, it's just like <laughs> AR-15s like in space. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's, it's, um, but I mean, it's all feasible, right? I mean, yeah. it's all, and it's, and I think as you made a good point about, I mean, just all the documentaries and everything on the space race is like, you know, we, the U S was first and seemed to have more success. And then the Russians were having problems, uh, like you said, um, financing and then problems with their equipment and, um, it, it, they didn't keep up at the same pace, but then, you know, it's interesting how space station and reality became the focus um and like after we got to the moon and some of the moon missions it just kind of died off and then it became like like space station and mm-hmm. satellites and now you know re- unmanned satellite launches unmanned restocking re mm-hmm. uh supplying the space station it's like we just kind of stopped there and yeah. that's why I like the show season three, as you mentioned, is going to be they're going to Mars and there's like an Elon Musky figure. Yeah. You know, a private goes into private privatization of space and the uh, company, I think, is says Helios or something, mm. you know, versus like a SpaceX or yeah. other space companies. So it's it's interesting how it kind of pulls from the way we're going now, but 
it seems like we've taken like a slow route to get there versus the show is is continuing projectile you know moving forward into this further space exploration money is no object and they just keep throwing yeah and that's (laughs) that's the reality i mean that's the thing in the show right it's a tv show so you could have like no no financial constraints or at least they're not talked about where like they were just doing like mission after mission in the show and um put put people on the moon to make what money out of it like they're gonna look for resources but they're not bringing any of that back to make money off of so but i do like because you know there's people historically in the show that i knew about growing up like gene kranz and and sally ride who yeah in the show was still alive but in real life i I think she passed away in the challenger accident a spatial explosion but you know they're they're bringing different aspects well what if this happened you know this person would still be alive but if this happened this person might die so they're bringing that but i I like how they're looking at the different stages of exploration progression because right the first season that we've talked about is you know it's the u.s versus russia and then season two is more of a build-up and escalation of that to where we see like aggression and warfare breakout kind of on the moon and like the third season, the way they're pushing it is going to be like private enterprise versus public, like government yeah. space program. So it's going to be really interesting because that's like where we're at today. We still have some of the political divide right between the U.S. and Russia and China. But now with Elon Musk taking over and SpaceX and all these other companies, Boeing and Amazon, um, yeah. you know, it's growing to be this different sector. And it's actually pretty cool because I'm reading a book about Elon Musk right now. And he's a pretty eccentric guy. Like, yeah. So I got to imagine like this guy in the show might be a pretty cool character to just be eccentric and pretty driven. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Just quick thing. Sally ride. She didn't, she died in 2012. She was, she actually was on missions on the challenger, um, but not on the one that, blew up but she actually served on committees investigating the challenger and the columbia disasters um so mm. yeah no i think the the lady on the um the challenger was a teacher christine uh, i forget her last name but i remember watching that in elementary school oh you know, i used to put yeah, on and then just, McCall- mcauliffe yeah yeah there's just That's like it. yeah i mean it's like and still like watching that and then the other the columbia disaster that like parts were falling over nacogdoches and oh, like yeah. east texas and just watching i remember like standing outside and you could see it like the parts like streaking across the sky mm. and uh but like there's a part in season one where it ex- uh explodes on the one of the apollo i think it was 23 in the show it yeah, explodes yeah. on the launch pad. And I was like watching it last night. I was getting chills. Like, yeah, I was like, it was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, I've seen this show, you know, the season like two or three times and it happened. I'm like, oh, I'm like gasping, you know, right. it's just like, it's just still so, you know, no matter how they uh, make it, it's still dangerous, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're talking about controlled explosion with like a million moving parts. Yeah. To shoot something in the outer space. And yeah, that episode where the rocket blows up on the stand, right? I think the US only went to like 17 Apollos and then they stopped. So yeah, it's pretty cool yeah. that the show went on to do like 23, 24. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, like 
that one exploded and that's the episode where i think it's gene kranz who was the head uh, yeah uh, who was over apollo 13 at the time um, correct in in real timeline um yeah and he really did episode yeah and he yeah. really didn't die in real life in that no know? yeah he <laughs> retired from nasa you know um after a long career at nasa so yeah. it's interesting how you know they like kill his character gene kranz in that it was so out of left field yeah yeah and then but it's like you know now we we're talking about winning time and and Jerry West is so upset that they portrayed him as an <laughs> alcoholic. But like Gene Kranz freaking gets blown up, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, right. not, he's not complaining or threatening to sue HBO and the directors. Um, yeah. It's just so. Which, which he still lives in South Houston, by the way. Gene Kranz does. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, uh, you know, basically living in Nassau Bay in Clear Lake and League City, but in Nassau Bay where the condo is, I mean, there's one street that I walk on. There's there's an active, I think two active astronauts and a retired oh, wow. astronaut living on the street. You know, I mean, it's just, it's right across from the Space Center. And yeah, that whole- It's such a tight-knit community. Yeah, that whole Clear Lake, Nassau Bay area in South Houston and around Ellington Field, um, you know, NASA and Ellington Field was built to support, you know, that mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. And and that's who lives there. And that's, I mean, it's changed a little bit, but there's still a lot of people that are NASA employees that live in the area. And all that housing was initially built for NASA people. And you can tell in some of it because it's like um, some of the townhomes Mm-hmm. that are just very it looks like the government said let's build you know <laughs> these cheap effective homes on the water to house astronauts and all this stuff but yeah um yeah it's a I mean, being in I mean, growing up in houston area the uh, space city for a reason and um yep. that's kind of a you almost take it for granted and it gets complacent after a while because it's so present in the community community, oh, yeah. here, but for sure. Um, but yeah, anything space that uh, I'll watch and, you know, I'm looking forward to the season. So um, hopefully I can, uh, I think sometimes they release them Thursday night. So hopefully mm-hmm. they'll release it and I can uh, download it on Apple TV and watch it on the plane. Oh yeah. I don't fly out till like eight. So hopefully I can get it a day early <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> you might get lucky. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so any other thoughts on No, it's it, it's a cool theme of the show and it'll be interesting what they try to do. And you know, I we were talking about alternate, you know, alternative history shows. Yeah. And I think another show you and I talked about for a long time before we were podcasting was Man in the High Castle. Other than I think like the office of Parks and Rec, I think the other thing that you and I bonded on was Man yeah. in the High Castle and like how crazy that concept was that what if the Nazis actually did win World War II and where would it have gone? And that was a sh- such a crazy show. Yeah, it's really an amazing show. And that's like, I mean, you all you have hints of alternate history and and many different movies. I and mean, we could talk mm-hmm. back to the future, you know, like 
sports almanac and changes <laughs> the future. But that's like Skew I mean that's in the timeline. Whimsical. Yeah, <laughs> the timeline skewed. Um <laughs> it's kind of more whimsical, right? And uh yep. but this is like a whole was it four seasons series of you know where Germany wins the war and Japan well Germany Japan access wins the war mm. and like, Japan controls everything west of the Rockies and Germany controls everything east of the Rockies and there's this like little like neutral zone area yeah you know and it's just and it's like there's these films and which in their timeline are basically alternate alternate history to them where America wins the war Mm -hmm. that like the man in the high, you know, that these people are putting out kind of like propaganda. Um, But it's just wild just to think that that could have happened. Yeah. And where the world would be today. I mean, we don't, you don't often think of that because we're like free country. Right. And most of the, you know, modern times, the wars that America has been involved in are in other countries. And, you know, the last war I think we had was probably the civil war, <laughs> you know, we we're fighting each other. Yeah. That um, was local. Yeah. 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 That may be the next war, you know, on us soil as well, but, Mm-hmm. Um, it's just wild to think that 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 could technically be reality. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, right? Because in it, I like how they explained how it could have happened. It and I read the book as well, and then yeah. watched the show, and and they explain like Roosevelt gets assassinated, and then um, whoever I can't remember, I think Truman takes over, but he, they they don't have the atomic bomb yet or something. And then the the Nazis bomb Washington and like, then the army surrenders and then right. Several season, you know, see, you know, a couple seasons later, they're like removing American icons of our past, like George Washington and all this stuff. And then like destroying the uh, statue of Liberty (laughs) to like bring in the new, like third Reich year or something like that for like, for the younger people. And it's just this crazy thing and how, historical people are like still alive. Like Hoover is now working for the like Nazi FBI. Like, yeah. It's so crazy concept that I love that yeah. they just thought of. So, but yeah, then it got like super into like traveling through different universes. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was like that whole last season was kind of a wild card, but I love, yeah, it was much, it was much easier to understand watching the show than it was reading the book. Cause the book, it was very difficult to understand. Yeah. just how he like wrote it so yeah I, I yeah who is the author again what was his name uh i think it was it wasn't isaac Asimov. no it was uh is it uh philip k dick that's right yeah philip k dick yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was uh it, it's yeah it gets kind of super weird which i love as well but the first the first season is really good and kind of lays out uh what happens and then it builds from there um another alternate history show uh, probably i think i watched this before man in the high castle is 11 63 about the assassination of kennedy 
and mm-hmm. James Franco goes back in time to to try to stop it. Yeah. It's just so why and it's a Stephen King book. Like it's yeah. a Stephen King novel. Have you and seen how thick it is? Yeah. Uh, my parents, I think it's a, my parents out at their house. I was gonna yeah. take it and read it. Every Stephen King book's like oh it's huge. Like it's a like a thousand, thousand pages. pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bought it and I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna read this? And then the show came out. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, it was it was a cool one because they kind of go into how time pushes back against trying to change. Yeah, interesting to see because like how they broke that out. I think like the guy who shows James Franco the portal right to go into the past. Yeah, he like pushed back so much that he like got cancer. Yeah, like so, something along those lines. It was just cool to see how it pushes back and. That was a really cool show to see, like, what happened if Kennedy wasn't assassinated. And I think it was like they actually did invade Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> or like it, we got deep into Vietnam and then it turned into like a nuclear wasteland or something. Yeah. And that was interesting. You mentioned about the pushing back, right? Because most of the time, time travel things, it, mo- movies and shows, it, it's almost like, oh, it's easy. You can go back in time. And then something happens and then butterfly effect. And this is like, mm-hmm. it makes it so difficult to actually change like nature and other forces right. are pushing back against it. So I think that was a good point. Um, but yeah, that's really great. I think um, the other one you had, um, I don't think I watched was the other yeah, the other one uh, was uh, the plot against America, and it's an alternate history to where like Lindbergh becomes the thirty third president. So like right. leading up to World War Two or right around World War Two, I can't remember the exact timeline, but he becomes president, and he like Lindbergh historically has been documented as an anti semite to some degree. Yeah, and so what if he became president and Hitler had like an ally in the West in form of ideology? And it's this crazy thing about how Jews in America would have had to have dealt with that. And they try to get out. But now <laughs> these forces are taking over these um, nationalists and people who believe in, a, in America first. I think yeah. it came out around the time uh, the 2016 election. So there was some pretty heavy political overtones it, in there. But it, that, it's was a book HBO, that was on HBO, right? Yeah, that it was, was on a, HBO. Yeah. yeah. But it has uh, John Turturro in it, which I love. Oh, yeah. And so, and Winona Ryder, which we just talked about recently from Stranger Things. So yeah, Joyce Byers. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So she's hanging out in uh, in 19, 1930s Bronx. Um, <laughs> and John Turturro is like a like a community activist who yeah. works like on behalf of Lindbergh for his political campaign. So it's it's worth a watch. Yeah, it was a book I think written back in the sixties or seventies. I think so. It, it, it's it's only it's like six episodes. It's a short run. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've got to go back and watch. I remember being excited about it and then I never watched it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even back then there was still a lot of TV. Not as much as now, but yep. There's a lot right now, which you know, uh, for all mankind comes out on the 10th and then we're not far from um, Westworld is coming. Yeah, and we still we still haven't talked about Obi Wan yet. Nope. nope. Which I've saw the first three. I think maybe there's another one out today or once it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about Barry this week. 
we we still have to do our Stranger Things uh, theory podcast. Yes. And speculation, but we could also do that closer to the end of the month, right before um, the last two episodes come out. So, yep. There, there's a lot to watch. Of course, like I've been rewatching, um just like letter kenny and brockmire <laughs> you sent me a oh, thing yes. about brockmire today and i that's the other show i just rewatched all four seasons of because i needed laughs in between oh yeah uh, all the heavy stuff that i've been watching so brockmire is great for a laugh if if you're listening and you haven't seen brockmire you have to go watch season one it's on hulu um hank azaria is amazing as jim brockmeyer baseball announcer a lot of joe buck hatred which is oh, yes. one of my favorite things a lot of just wild <laughs> wildly he gave brent, brent musburger like pink eye at the olympics and no bob costas he's, he's <laughs> yeah. going through the elaborate thing of how he gave him pink eye and they're like <laughs> bob costas is like doctors have been trying to find out for years and ha- weren't able to figure it out and he's like talks about a little elaborate ruse that he got to get a pink eye it's just so <laughs> yeah. we need to do a brockmire podcast but definitely definitely but yeah i mean we get we had a long stranger thing so we wanted to do a quick mm. one this week and we would do a quick virtual but um we'll be back next week at our normal normal uh hour length in person and uh talk about some more shows so um mike you want to close us out yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Can We Kick It Pod. You know, follow us on Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod. Uh, we're on all of the podcast platforms. Uh, email us at uh, Can We Kick It Pod One at gmail.com and go to our website at kicking it, kicking it media.com. Peace.